welcome, welcome to this episode of The Dealer Playbook, a podcast that explores what it takes to create a thriving career and lifestyle right here in the auto industry. I'm your host, Michael Cirillo. Today, you got me, I'm a solo episode. We're gonna be talking about how you can craft a better unique selling proposition. Recently, I was uh, scrolling through a Facebook feed and I saw a question in one of the groups asked uh, by one of the dealers. Uh, His name was Jeff. I'm not gonna share his last name for privacy, but let me just share what caught my eye. He said, hey all, quick question. And I thought maybe other people might be in the same boat. So we are currently losing sales in our own PMA to other Toyota dealers. We only have about 47% of the sales in our PMA. While all of this, our sales are great, but I hate losing sales of people in our own backyard. Wondering if anyone else is in the same boat and or anyone has any ideas to capture these sales within our own PMA. Well, I thought this was a really interesting question. And certainly I think a lot of people can relate to this challenge. And I mean, this extends to, to really any business, but specific to this situation. So the first thing that I did, that I did is I opened up the comments and I, I wanted to see what kind of conversation was happening. There seemed to be quite a few comments and I was really um, actually pleased. I, I was actually excited because I saw many people who spoke to the importance of having more why buy messaging, not just on the website, perhaps through ads and other marketing mediums um, so that he can stand apart, stand up and stand out amidst the clutter. Um, you know, the reality of it is most dealer websites and website vendors take the cookie cutter approach to those websites, which means that most of the time the message is very vanilla, you know, quote, welcome to ABC Motors or, or you know, your best choice for cars in Phoenix or whatever. And we know that today's car shoppers have evolved. And, and you know, I'm thinking back to my episode with Lizette Goal from Google, where she talked about seeing a 10% increase in online car buying behavior in the last year alone, which is a massive spike over what they had been tracking in years previous. We know that car shoppers have evolved. And, you know, certainly with the prospect of online retailing giants like Carvana and Vroom coming into the mix, it's, it's, it's more important than ever to share value messaging that helps you stand apart from the competition. So not just the competitor's Um, perhaps competing in your direct PMA, but also some of these bigger online, um, um, you know, businesses that are coming into the mix. In uh, past episodes of the podcast, you've heard me say things like, you know, my my six-year-old, who's now a 10-year-old, if you can believe how quickly time flies, but my my now 10-year-old knows what a car dealership does. Okay, think about that. They know what, 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 what a car dealership does Yet that's where we spend most of our time talking. That, that's most of the messaging that we share is all what we do. Well, everybody knows what we do. Everybody knows what a car dealership does. Now, you might be thinking, okay, well, there's certain elements of my business that they don't know what I do. Well, this is where I'm going with all of this, okay? We spend most of our ad dollars. Co-op programs are designed to give you a kickback on ad spend to perpetuate the one message that everybody knows you do. You sell vehicles. Like, really? You're a Ford dealer that sells Fords? What? You're a Nissan dealer who sells Nissan? Well, like, what? Hyundai that sells Oh, what? You know what I mean? Yet, that's where we have to spend our money. 
um, I'd submit that we need to be talking more about why we do what we do. And more important to that, why customers should consider buying from us over the other options in an effort to get rid of the whole commodity scenario, right? Where, where dealers are a dime a dozen. Now, periodically for fun, because I'm a nerd, <laughs> I'll call dealerships at random and just ask why I should choose to work with them versus their franchise competitor down the road or maybe in the next town over. So I will legitimately call up, ring, 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 you know, ABC Motors. Hey, um, yeah, I'm really interested in the, you know, Hyundai Palisade. I saw you've got one there. You know, I'm just curious, like there, there's another Hyundai store that's also kind of equal distance to me. And I'm just like, you know, I know I can get the vehicle anywhere. Why, why though, like, why would I choose to come and buy from you over the competing Hyundai store? I'm not kidding you. Okay. And you know, I'm saying this with love, but I'm not kidding you. The best answer I've heard to date is this quote, because you'll get service with a smile, close quote. We've got to do better than this. Like if that, that's the best answer I've gotten. Uh, well, um, you know, good, good question. Because you'll get service with a smile. <laughs> you know, nervous little chuckle. We've got to do better than this. And so while I could rant all day about how bad things are, that's not productive. So instead, I think, why don't we jump in and talk about some ways that we can craft sincere and authentic why buy messaging to display on our websites and other marketing materials? I think that's a better, that is a better use of our time. Uh, it's important to note that why buy messaging or unique selling propositions or acronymed USPs are more than a slogan or some fancy words on your site. Once you nail down what makes your dealership different or unique, the next task will be to demonstrate that for online shoppers and in-store shoppers. It, it all comes down to demonstration, right? Like, like think of how many people when, when transparency, maybe it's still a buzzword. Um, and, and I understand why for good reason, but like when everybody was shouting from the rooftops, we're the most transparent, blah, 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 whatever to me. And, and we're seeing this with consumers. It's more important that you demonstrate what transparency means versus just saying it. So remember that as you come up with USPs, there is nothing worse. I think it was um, Michelle Denogene from Roadster. When she joined me, she's like, you know, as a marketer, there's nothing worse than putting a message or making a promise out into the interwebs that you can't fulfill. So think about that as we kind of lay the, the, the framework here of coming up with that USP. I know a lot of people, and, and look, I'm kind of in the same boat, when I have to sit down and kind of strategize or think through, um, you know, coming up with something creative for me, it, it's a little bit different of a dynamic. It becomes a little bit more difficult than if somebody from the outside looking in is. And so hopefully I can be your person looking from the outside in to help you with this. This has certainly helped me craft messaging, marketing messaging but also mapping it back to something that I believe I can sincerely and authentically deliver on and or uh, demonstrate, okay? So let's get these action steps laid out. You ready? I hope you're taking notes. If you're not, obviously, though, like, I mean, it's a podcast. You can come back. <laughs> All right, step number one. Step number one to craft 
your unique selling proposition, why buy messaging, elevator pitch, like whatever you want to call it. Step number one, you need, 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 must, must, must know what your customers want. It needs to be more than just great pricing. Okay. You remember, we're trying to come up with stuff that's doesn't make you another, like a, a commodity, right? Pricing, like, come on. That's no, it's got to go deeper than that, especially since everyone can compete on price these days for the most part. Anyways, um, now think if you do a Google search for what car shoppers want, you're going to see a bunch of articles about the same blase crap that has been spewed for years. It's all about vehicle features and it, they want safety and they want economy and they want, you know, it's, 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 we, we do this. We resort back to the thing that we're most comfortable with, thinking that all customers want is vehicle-focused. Um, we need to go a step further than that, okay? We need to list out the, I would submit, experiential wish list of the customer. This might include things like they're complaining about these things all the time. I had to wait forever. Okay, well, maybe, we, maybe we've got a process and... And, and we can, you know, talk about short wait times. That's something that they would like. We know that they don't like negotiating, right? We know that they want things faster. Um, we know that they don't want to be confused and that they feel confused. So there's an experiential wish list um, that we can come up with of the things we know that they want and perhaps things that we're working on to improve the experience. Now, once we know or have a list in front of us of the things that customers want that go beyond vehicle features and pricing. We're ready to move on to step number two. We need to know what we are really good at and we need to make a list of those things. You see, magic happens when you can marry what the customers want with things that you're already doing well. In this way, to borrow the famous word from Clubhouse, we are able to piggyback instead of coming up with new initiatives. Like, what are you already doing well? See, you'll be able to authentically deliver on any promises you make to your customers, both on and offline, if you know what you're already good at. This can be difficult. This might take a little bit of time. Maybe you can't come up with these things in one sitting, but maybe actually you can, right? Gather your team, do a quick huddle. Hey guys, what's something we're good at? Like, what is just one thing? If you had to say one thing that we are good at, that we do consistently well, that we get praised for, that our customers say that they like, what is that thing? Make a list, okay? Now, to even go a step further, maybe, you know, you have processes that are proactive rather than reactive. What do I mean by that? Well, maybe you know, like when I interviewed Ali Rita, he was like, well, I know that Blazer, I can't keep Blazer's long enough. People want them. There's high demand. So what do I do? I proactively have detailers, um, you know, detail and get ready five blazers so that I've got five ready to go right out of the gates. No wait times. What color do you like? We like it in black. I've got a black one right here ready for you to go. Like he's being proactive. Um, maybe you've got reps that are both sales and finance certified who can handle the whole process. Who, who can handle the whole buying process. And that has saved you hours, right? Like you've been able to shave hours off of the whole delivery process. Um, 
think about the small details you're known for uh, paying attention to, right? Like we, we pay attention to all of these different small details. Make a list of all of these things. These are the things that you are good at. These are the things that people that, that we can actually map back to the things that customers want. Once you have this list, we can move on to step number three and start combining this into a unique selling proposition. So step three is where we really start putting some loose words on paper. Nobody's asking you to be Malcolm Gladwell. Nobody's asking you to be Noam's Chomsky. (laughs) Um, But this is where we're going to start marrying ideas together between between what our customer wants and who they are essentially and what we do well. So we can really do that by answering two questions, okay? The first question is four. So we're going to insert our ideal audience here. So car shoppers. So four car shoppers. We're going to write down four car shoppers. And then we're going to answer who, but we're going to insert what their challenges or what problem they want solved. So for insert ideal audience, car shoppers in this case, who, what's the problem they want solved, fill in the blank. Watch how this shakes out. You ready? For car shoppers who are tired of long waits. For car shoppers who don't want to negotiate. For car shoppers who want to buy online, you could get even shorter. Like you don't need the for and the who, but that hopefully is helping you understand for insert your ideal audience again, like call out who your ideal audience is, right? For soccer moms who need more space, efficiency, and reliability. See where I'm going with that? For working professionals who want ease of use. Like there's so many different combinations. What you're doing again is you're marrying. You're saying, well, wait, wait, we have a short program here. Like they can come in, sign paperwork and be gone inside of an hour. So you have a shortened process you're good at. And you know that they don't want to be there for a long time. They, They want a short. So for people... Like for car shoppers who want, like for car shoppers who are tired of long waits. Okay. You you get where I'm going. I'm starting to get excited. I'm fumbling up my words, but you can go even shorter by just eliminating the for and the who. Like you could say, like, think about your service department, car repairs when you're in a rush, right? Or save space in your garage by storing your tires in hours. Maybe that's a little wordy, but you know where I'm going with that. Like I, I, we got rid of the four and the who, but we're just getting right to the punchline. We've taken the painless pledge. What does that mean? Ah, well, this gives you an opportunity to share people what that painless pledge is. Landing page on your site. You talk about it. Here's our commitments. Here's the pledge. Here's what we're um, committing to and on and on and on. So let's do a quick recap. Okay. Step number one in crafting a simple USP to get you thinking beyond vehicle features and price Step one is identify who your customers are and what challenge they want to overcome, what problem you can solve for them. Step number two is make a list of the things you are good at. And step number three, we start putting the words on the pages to marry what you do well 
with the problem they would like solved. And you can, you can start off by saying for your ideal audience, for car shoppers who, what's the problem they want solved, who are tired of long waits. This is the essence, the very, very basics of how you can craft better USPs. The beauty of this is that then you can integrate all of this into your websites. Instead of just saying, well, you know, welcome to ABC Motors. You could be like, for car shoppers who want to buy online, search inventory. You know, like you can get more creative. You can dig deeper. You can start, you know, getting more involved in the SEO side of things and start speaking to more about just welcome to ABC Motors or whatever it is. Following these steps, hopefully stimulate some ideas for you. This is not a one, one and done. Like you're going to constantly be thinking about this in the background, in your periphery, as you go about your day on and on and on as your dealership evolves. And as you create new processes, like every time you create a new process that streamlines something or makes the experience better, speak to it, create a USP about it, follow these steps. And I, I can guarantee you, you're going to be crafting better USPs. I would love to, to, to collaborate with you on this. I would love, love, love to hear your USPs. All you got to do is email me, michael at thedealerplaybook.com or hit me up on Facebook or LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook, The Dealer Playbook. Go and like the page or you can follow me and, and connect with me on LinkedIn at Michael Cirillo. Again, Michael at thedealerplaybook.com, Facebook at the Dealer Playbook. LinkedIn at Michael Cirillo. I would love to hear your USP ideas and let's collaborate. And obviously until next time, guys, keep the playbook open, subscribe wherever you're listening if you haven't done that and dominate. I'm Michael Cirillo and you've been listening to the Dealer Playbook Podcast. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button wherever you're listening right now. Leave a rating or review and share it with a colleague. If you're ready to make big changes in your life and career and want to connect with positive, nurturing automotive professionals, join my exclusive DPB Pro community on Facebook. That's where we share information, ideas, and content that isn't shared anywhere else. I can't wait to meet you there. Thanks for listening.